Welcome to The Safety Net, the official podcast of the Salvation Army in the greater New York area. And today we're joined by Ramona Ramadar, who is a chartered advisor in philanthropy, serves as the vice president of the Philanthropic Planning Group of Greater New York, and is our director of gift planning. What is gift planning? We'll find out. Ramona, tell us a bit about yourself. I work with donors and supporters who leave bequest gifts or life income gifts for the organization. So if you have a donor or a supporter who's interested, for example, in leaving a bequest, setting up a charitable gift annuity, a trust, anything like that, I would be the person um, you'd be speaking with. And um, when you asked about gift planning, something that comes to mind Uh, Simply put, it's really um, giving beyond cash. It's giving beyond check, beyond marketable securities. So it's really bequest, charitable gift annuities, charitable remainder trusts, retirement plan assets, life insurance, and real estate. Um, And these are really options and tools um, for donors to make a gift to a charity of choice, but not have to give it outright from their checking account that makes sense so it it is it's part fundraising but um, sometimes it can involve a little bit of geriatric work Um, but the main thing is these people are truly passionate about our cause and they have philanthropic intent does it get slightly I don't know depressing or emotional when you're having these conversations all the time about the inevitable death of someone you're talking to You know, it's interesting because I've actually had that question so many times, but I think it's actually quite opposite. Um, When we talk about death, we're also talking about life. It's really part of like the human cycle, if we think about it. And legacy, if you think about legacy, legacy is like here and now. That's kind of the way I frame it, in, in my opinion. So it's about behavior, how you live in this world, and rather than how you leave it, and what kind of impact you want to have, and what you kind of want to live on. So through our legacy, really, we're visualizing ourselves as having led significance in this world, right? And in which something was important, and whatever is important to us live on through the people, through our traditions, Um, our values, and the organizations that we care about. So I try to, I I think most of my conversations with older folks, I think it's one of those things where we we don't necessarily call it death, right? It's, it's, we, we all know, to some extent, we all know that death is a part of life. We don't walk around saying, oh my God, we're gonna die today, but, um, but we, we're really talking about more future and what lives on after we're all gone. How do you find fulfillment when you may have to wait quite a long time to see that gift come in? Yeah. So my perspective on that is I'm not just looking to book a gift to reach a goal. Obviously, yes, that is important. But for me, my primary driver is to authentically show up to speak about our programs or services and um and i feel if someone truly cares about it and it's the right match for them they will they will do it as long as you 
continue to steward and stay relevant and all that stuff. And oftentimes, people underestimate their net worth and what the bequests will be. So they will actually lowball what they think they're giving you. And then, you know, I've had a lot of, in my career, a lot of like pleasantly surprised gifts. Think from people who I thought the bequest may not be a certain value. And then it came in like 10 or 20 times. Seems like the Salvation Army is sort of a one-stop shop, right? If, you, if you're passionate about something, the Salvation Army most likely has a program that addresses those needs or serves the community in that way. Like you said, your donor can, can say, hey, I'm really passionate about music and the arts or children's programs or about summer camp or about seniors programs. There's a lot that someone can do to support their community through the Salvation Army. How did you get into this field? Wow. What, what interested you in, in sort of building relationships in this way to have a positive impact on communities? Yeah, so I actually fell into this field I, by accident. Um, I have an undergrad in biology, and I thought about medical school for like a split second and then did the calculation on what the cost would be, and I thought, mm, no, that's not for me. Um, I did work in research for two years, and um, then I saw a, a job posting at St. Francis Hospital for a development associate, and I thought, why not? I applied, and then I started there, and learned a lot. I got pretty much the full spectrum of what a development um, office does. So I worked on events, I worked with major gifts, I worked on grants, and every time someone went out on maternity leave or sick leave, I kind of like jumped in and I thought, mm, I'll do that. So I was very fortunate early on to kind of get the opportunity to wear many hats. And then they hired a director of they called it plan giving. And I had no idea what that was. And she had no really support. We worked very closely within the, we were a small shop. So everybody kind of helped out. And I, she needed some help on an event. And I thought, I'll help you. And I attended a, a brunch event, a legacy brunch event with older donors and I just truly like enjoyed myself. I was like, wow, this is actually really cool. So I started conversation with her and talking with her about what plan giving was and all that stuff. And she pretty much kind of like took me under her wing and gave me a lot of information and things I needed to get trained on. And um, yeah, and I think a year later, she met my previous boss at a conference and they were looking for someone and she said I have the perfect person and yeah and then I got the job at Planned Parenthood Federation of America and yeah doing a gift specifically gift planning and I covered the Midwest there and I was there for almost six years before moving into this role here. So you said you worked previously at Planned Parenthood now you're at the Salvation Army I'd say they're kind of opposites of the spectrum uh, historically uh, with what their missions are, but uh, you you found an opportunity to help people wherever you found yourself in a role. So, what what is your approach to this field, and and why is it so important, regardless of where you are, yeah. to make sure that you make those connections between people and the causes that they want to support? Yeah. Um, I'm now on the social services side instead of the healthcare advocacy side, the way I see it. And both of these things have been important to me. 
personally. So my belief is that it is a basic human right to have access to health care no matter what, period. And access to food, shelter, clothing. Uh, Abraham Maslow um, proposed this hierarchy, this idea in psychology called the hierarchy, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And basically what it says, it's there are five levels um, in, in a pyramid and from bottom up, the needs are psychological, which is basic food and clothing, safety, love and belonging, esteem, and then self-actualization, which is at the top of the pyramid. And when I think about this, I think about also William Booth, who abandoned the concept of a traditional church in favor of like taking the gospel of Christ to directly to the people who were on the streets. So he was walking around the streets of London, preaching to the poor, the homeless, the hungry. And during this time, this was really an unconventional approach. People are motivated by first satisfying their basic level of needs, which are food and clothing and shelter. I mean, if they did not have those, how can they actually hear what he was trying to say, right? So, um, so it's all about perspective here. Planned Parenthood delivers vital reproductive health care, sex education, and information to millions of people. And the Salvation Army is actively working to break the cycle of poverty, meeting human needs without discrimination, and regardless of your status or situation. So your zip code, your income, um, things like that shouldn't make a difference, really. And if we're truly trying to create an equitable world and we want to ensure that people have access, then we have to start with the basic things because then are we really giving people a fair shot? The mission of the Salvation Army is to serve others using the motivation of Christ's example on earth, um, but, but really providing people with the resources that they need to get on a path to stability, to be able to thrive on their own and doing so in a way that makes those things available for everybody, regardless of, of the neighborhood you live in or how old you are. Um, and then the same is true for not just the people we serve, but for our, our supporters. Uh, we, we provide many ways for them to be able to support the causes they care about uh, through many avenues of fundraising, whether it, you know, it be passing a kettle at during the holidays and dropping something in or if they want to make a, a lifetime gift and put the Salvation Army in their will or if, if they want to use that nice chunk of change they've been saving up to support a cause that they care about and, and even if someone doesn't have the financial resources they can still serve through volunteerism and getting involved in that way so I think it's great that you bring a, a, a diverse professional career to the Salvation Army and our fundraising, uh, I think it, it fits in so perfectly to be able to connect our supporters with the ways that they can support the causes that they care about. Well, Ramona, thank you so much for joining us today. Learned a lot. Uh, I think if people want to learn about the ways that they can support the causes they're passionate about through a planned gift, they can go to our website, SalvationArmyNY.org. There's all that information there. Or they could give you a call, right? 212-337-7200. <laughs>
<laughs> Absolutely, Stephen. And yes, if they go online, um, we also have uh, a wide array of uh, tools and, and options and things like that for them to peruse. And yes, they can certainly, they'll see my headshot and my contact information on there, along with uh, other folks on my team. So yes, they can certainly give me a call back. And um, it was a pleasure doing this with you. Thanks so much. And if you want to learn more about these things or anything else the Salvation Army is involved with, you can head to SalvationArmyNY.org contact and get in touch with us there.